right with God. And at this point in the text, he begins to apply it. And as a nurse, it's the doctors that tell me what to do, and I do it. Uh, this is where Paul's saying, this is what, this is what you have to do. Uh, so this is a perfect place to start. As a, as a young Christian, uh, early in high school, uh, I'm, I'm a great reader. I've always collected books, and I still do. Uh, you ask me for a book, and I've got it, and I'll give it to you. I've lost more books than I have. But Romans was a book I was attracted to very early. Uh, for the first five years of, of Christianity, I just couldn't imagine studying any other book than Romans. It was, it was, it's a very logical book. Uh, it's, it's the most theologically complex book in the Bible. Uh, it's, it's a systematic theology, if I had to put it in, a, put it in my bookshelf under a section. Um, the, the first five or six chapters, just filled with the richest presentation of the gospel that there is. Very clear, very concise. Uh, it tells you how to be made right with God. We were sinners. We, there was nothing good about us, and God came. Uh, sent his son uh, simply by believing in him in faith we have a connection with God he's made us righteous chapter 6 and 7 talk about our struggles with sin I'm, I'm a Christian but man I'm, I'm pulled this way and that and I, I struggle with sin by chapters 8, 9 and 10 we're exhausted uh, Rom- Romans becomes a little more difficult and and it's, it's harder to understand. It's harder to connect chapters 8, 9, and 10. It's, it's talking about the Jewish believers, Jewish people. Um, what does that really have to do with me? I can still get through it. By the time we reach chapter 12, where we are today, the fact is we, we stop, stop listening as much. The connections just aren't there. Uh, today, I'm hoping to start making some connections with you, uh, to, to recognize that these are Paul's application. He's told us all the stuff we need to know. This is what we have to do now. Let's pray. Lord, I pray not for me, but I pray for those that are listening. That they might look not at your messenger, but at your word today. That your spirit might open ears and minds to your message as they leave here today, uh, I pray that they find encouragement in your words, that they find that they can, they can do this, uh, that they have, they have the ability to be transformed. Are you good at keeping secrets? Uh, any, are you good at keeping secrets? I, I gotta, my, my wife's birthday is coming up. And uh, I'm, I'm not, we're not a big celebrator of birthdays. We, we tend to have months or three-month birthdays. And if you don't forget it, it'll, it'll get in there somewhere. You know, with somebody else's, we all sort of bunch them together. Um, and, and I'm not good at buying presents. Um, and, and about two months ago, I, I got an idea. Actually, she, she told me what to get her. <laughs> it was easy. But as I'm, as I'm going to, to purchase it online, uh, I, I saw something that, that fit her just right. It, it was something special. 
Um, and, and I got that too. And it, it came about six weeks ago. I'm not good at keeping secrets from my wife. Are, are you good at keeping secrets from those you love? Uh, the, the gifts came, and uh, I had to give it to her. <laughs> it was exciting. Huh? Something just for her. Um, so so uh, this, this is where Paul comes in. And uh, let's see if we can get this going here. How are we going? There we go. That should have been up there the whole time. So, so Paul, at the very beginning of his message, uh, he's, he's got something he wants to tell. Um, I desire to see you in order that I may impart some spiritual gift to you. I had a gift from my wife. I just, just couldn't hold on to it. And here's Paul. He's, he's writing to him. Uh, he's not telling him about this, this gift and not, not going to tell him what it is. Uh, he, th- this letter has, has this special gift that he's going to give him. Um, and, and he goes on. Uh, what, what is that gift that he's going to give? Well, it, it's not secret. Uh, he's, he's gone on, um, and he's told us about what God has already done. He's justified us. He's made us right in a right relationship with God. Um, and I'd like to think that this next portion, this 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 next chapter and the ones that follow are that special gift. This is what you can do. Um, Paul's not, not hiding it. Um, Romans 1 to 11, I, I have a gift for you. Uh, and this, this is it. Um, open your Bibles to Romans 12. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Bible, Bible class teacher downstairs, and this, this isn't going to be your typical sermon. Um, we're, we're doing a Sunday school class here today. It's just I have more students today. Um, so uh, one of the things we do in, in class is, is we encourage different translations. This is a little bit different translation than what you're looking for, and we're going we're gonna to look at a couple words and compare translations uh, because some of the words are different. Um, but uh, here's, here's a, a, a version that we're going to read today. It's called the Lexham English Translation. A little different, a very literal translation. Um, and let's, let's go ahead and read it. Okay, before we start, we'll, we'll look over some observations, some, some things to look for in the text, give you a little hint. Um, something's changed in the text. I, I mentioned that this is, this is a little different in previous sections. Uh, the tone of the text seems to change. There's, there's something different. We, we sort of have a, you know, we, we get all the busy stuff, and the, the tone has changed here. And there's lots of imperatives in this chapter. Do this. Don't do that. Um, this, this is how we should do things. Don't do this. Um, so let's go ahead and read. Therefore, I exhort you, brothers, through the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may approve what is the good and well-pleasing and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of yourselves than what you ought to think, but to think sensibly 
as God has apportioned a measure of faith to each one. For just as in one body we have many members, but all the members do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. But having different gifts according to the grace given to us, if it's prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if it's service by service, if it's one who teaches by teaching, if it's one who exhorts by exhortation, one who gives with sincerity, one who leads with diligence, one who shows mercy with cheerfulness, Let's see if we can get that going. Love must be (laughs) without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Be attached to what is good. Being devoted to one another in brotherly love. Esteeming one another more highly in honor. Not lagging in diligence. Being enthusiastic in spirit. Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, enduring in affliction, being devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, pursuing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Think the same thing towards one another. Do not think arrogantly, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own sight. Pay back no one evil for evil. Take thought for what is good in the sight of all people. If it's possible on your part, be at peace with all people. Do not take revenge yourself, dear friends, but give, the, give place to God's wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing this, you will Keep coals of fire upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we start off the section with a special word. Oh, we've got a, I'm, I'm ahead of myself here. We've got a justification quiz. We're going, going back. Uh, as long as we've talked about justification, we're going we're gonna to go over a quiz. What justification is. When we believe in Christ Jesus, God credits his righteousness to us. We've been declared righteous. righteous. We're not guilty before God. This is something that's a one-time gift. It's something that's there and done. It's historical. Once you're a believer, you are justified. Uh, The focus is that removal of sin from us, the payment that Christ gave us. Uh, Upon belief and faith, Christ has has made us clean before God. We have a relationship with him. There's a quiz. This is, you don't have to raise your hand or answer. In fact, you'll see that the answer is there. How am I made righteous with God? A couple answers. Give everything to the church. Does it justify me? No. Obey every rule in the Bible. I did that. Stand before. No. We've all sinned. We've all, we've all, we're all guilty. 
This isn't as easy as I... Be completely devoted to God. Hmm. That sounds good. Does that justify me if I, if I am completely devoted to Him? No. That doesn't justify me. Give your body as a living sacrifice. Hey, that's, that's what the text says. Does that justify me? If I sacrificed myself to God, would it justify me? No. And we'll continue with the text. Don't conform to the world. Be transformed. Doesn't justify me. How are we justified? Simply by believing in faith uh, that Jesus has paid that price for us. At this point in the text, Paul begins a new new way of talking. Uh, This therefore, and you'll see it's a big therefore. When we see the word therefore, we want to know what is it therefore. Uh, generally, we want to read the context of the area. Look, look and see what's before it. He's making an argument when there's a word therefore there. This is a big therefore. He's taken the whole book of Romans, and now he's saying, because you've been justified, because all this has gone on, uh, because you've been cleaned, you've been, you've been justified, made righteous before God, therefore, I exhort you. Um, the therefore is, is a big one. It's, it's talking about the whole book of Romans. I exhort you through the mercies of God. What's his, what's his reason for, for doing it? Uh, it's God's mercy. God's exhorting him. Or he, he's, he's doing this because of God's mercy to us. And he says, to, I exhort you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. In the Greek language, uh, it, it really says... I present your, uh, pre- to present your bodies as a sacrifice. And then there's three adjectives. Living, holy, and acceptable, pleasing to God. Um, three, three adjectives. We're, we're to sacrifice ourselves uh, as a living sacrifice. The, the, Hebrew, the, the Hebrews uh, brought their sacrifice to God and it was killed. Um, that's a dead sacrifice. Uh, God's asking for one that's living, active, moving, uh, holy. How do we become holy? We've been made righteous. God's taken, or Christ has taken the, the penalty of our sins. But he says he, he wants us to be holy. Uh, and he wants us to be pleasing. Uh, the question is, how, how do we go about doing that? We've, we've been made righteous. We've justified before God. Now he's telling us to be made uh, holy and, and pleasing. Uh, and the rest of the chapter really fits this in. Um, this is what we were. We were dishonored bodies. We served the creature. And we were justified. We were made righteous. That's a one-time act. And then, what are we to do? God says we're to present, Paul says we're to present our bodies and we're to offer spiritual service. So this is a turning point in Romans. There's, there's that slash of justification, and that's, that's the therefore. Paul's motivation, the mercies of God. Um, what Paul's doing now is saying, now, now that you've been justified, now that you don't have to do anything for your salvation, what are you going to do? 
What, what do we do now? Um, when we've come to faith in Christ, what's going to change about us? Um, the rest of Romans, the rest of the Romans, to, up, up to 15 and 16, talks about what we're going to do with that change. Paul continues in verse 2. There's an and. Verse 2 starts off with and. This is a compound sentence. It's not just one sentence, not just sacrifice. He says, and don't be conformed to this age, but be transformed. We're going to look over a couple words. There's two words there. Um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, let's see where I am here. Two words. With, uh, one is the, the reason. Um, There's a, a Greek word there. In, in different Bibles, it's it's uh, or different versions, it's it's uh, shown differently. We we see reasonable in the King James version, and here, in this version, uh, we see true and pop, uh, proper. A New American Standard reads, "It's your spiritual service." Um, look at the word. Uh, you can you can see as it's it's transliterated, logikos. Uh, it's, it's the logical response. Paul's, Paul's saying, what, what's the next response? Um, Paul says the, the next response is logical. Um, you're to sacrifice, and this is, this is going to be a, a logical response, a, a response that uh, is, is just something that uh, is the proper thing to do, uh, is the logical um, Another word, uh, that, that word that he talks about being transformed, something you can almost read from the Greek, uh, to be changed, to be transformed. We, we see that in Romans 2, or Romans, uh, the second verse there. Uh, if, you, if you look at it, it's, it's very close to our English word metamorphosize, something like a, a caterpillar. Uh, metamorphosizes into a butterfly. You see that caterpillar sort of entombs himself, wraps that cocoon around him. It's almost like that, that caterpillar has died. He's, he's entombed. And as he comes out, he's transformed. Uh, Paul uses that same word that says we're, we're to transform ourselves or we're, we're to be transformed as Christians. Um, so... Paul says this, this is something that Christians have to do. This is the next step after, trans, or after justification. Uh, sacrifice and be transformed. Therefore, I exhort you, brothers, through the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, your, your logical service. Don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The rest of the chapter, we see him talking about this transforming and conforming. Uh, the idea of conforming to this age or conforming to the world is the negative side, and he, he brings it back and forth through the rest of the chapter. Uh, we see him talking about the, the way we conform and the way we, we uh, are, are transformed. Think of conforming as, as, a, as a bit of Play-Doh. Uh, you take Play-Doh, you pop it on a coin or, or something, and you can mold it. You can, you can get an imprint of, of that 
image that you you put that Play-Doh on, or the, the silly putty. Remember how you put it on, on the, uh, the cartoons as a kid, uh, peeled it off, and you, you had an image. Um, this is not what we're supposed to do with the world. We're not to be conforming ourselves to the world. Paul says to transform ourselves. And the rest of the chapter, we're going to see him, uh, as he says, what this image of transforming looks like. So here's another quiz. How do I come to know the will of God for my life? Um, I got the same answers here. Give everything to the church. Is that going to transform me? Not really. Obey the Bible. Obey every rule. No, that's really conforming to, to that. Be, be completely devoted to God. Hmm. That, sounds, that sounds good. Um, give your body as a living sacrifice. Is that going to transform me? That sounds good. Don't conform to the world. Yes, uh, the, the test is how do I be transformed is conforming myself to Christ Jesus, being completely devoted to him, uh, being, being, or sacrificing myself, uh, not conforming to the world but being transformed. The, the answer is, is just different from how I'm made righteous before God. Uh, this is Paul's response to righteousness or uh, re- response to justification. I've been justified, uh, and this is my response. The, the rest of the message of Romans then, we've, we've, uh, we were fallen, we've corrupted, we've been corrupted in sin. Uh, when we came to Christ, we were transformed, and transformed into a new realm of life. Uh, our minds were not immediately changed. He talks about that in 6, 7, and 8, uh, Romans 6, 7, and 8. Uh, they weren't changed immediately, but our thinking uh, it continues to follow in the old ways, the old ruts. Uh, now, he says, as, as transformed believers, we're called to a lifelong process of change, a lifelong process of sanctification, being made in the image of Christ. Um, by changing the way we think, by changing the way we live and our motivations, Paul says that the, uh, the person transformed is renewing his mind uh, and is able to discern and put into practice the will of God. How do I find God's will in my life? That's a big question for us. Paul answers that here. Paul, Paul says, oh, let me head back. The last section there, uh, why, why, are, why do we want to become transformed? And the answer is, so we may approve what is the good and well-pleasing, uh, perfect will of God. How do I know the will of God? It's tough for Paul. Imagine, uh, he, he's, been, he's been stoned. Uh, he's been beaten. Um, he's been bit by snakes. He's been, he's been shipwrecked. Um, all good things happen for good. How can Paul say that? Um, he, he's he's going to be imprisoned. Uh, he's going to be sacrificed. He's going to be killed. The people he's talking to uh, are are going to be are, are going to be imprisoned and stoned and burned alive. All good things happen for good. Um, how how can Paul say this? And Paul's saying that by being transformed by by changing the way we think uh, into God's image and thinking the way he thinks, that we can understand what God's will is. Even in the bad things, I can be in God's will, and I can understand, and I can live 
uh, secure knowing that God is with me. Paul's not saying that everything's easy, that everything's perfect, and everything's going to be smooth for you, you as a Christian. Bad things still happen. Um, but here, Paul's saying that you can know the will of God, and you can be in the God of will, will of God, and you can, you can uh, live secure with God. Um, so, in tough times, Paul's saying we can know it, and this is how we can know it. He gives two examples Um, one is the idea of the church. And, and he, he talks uh, about, uh, about how the church is... Uh, let's see if I can find this here. Um, how how uh, through the grace given to me, every one of you is not to think more highly of himself than what one ought to think. Uh, and he talks about being gifted. The idea of... The, the, the preachers, the, the, the people that prophesy, uh, the people that give, um, thinking I'm hot stuff. Uh, but Paul says, you know, don't, we're, we're not to be part of this body and saying, look at me, I'm, I'm important. Uh, what Paul says is that we each play a part in the body, that no one of us is more important than the other. Um, we got the hands. We got the people that do. Uh, we've got the feet. The, the feet. Uh, the people that go. Uh, we've 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 got. Each one of you has has an important part in the body. Uh, by doing nothing, there, there's there's parts of us that at times have to sit back. I, I think that one in the middle there is either the the appendix or the belly button. We, we we've got a few people sometimes that sit back and we wonder what they do, um, but God. God has an important place for each one of you. Um, and as, as a person in the body, you, you've got a job. Um, each one of us is important. He goes on. He goes on um, to talk about love. Uh, love must be without hypocrisy. Um, and that's, that's a title. Uh, he talks about it a lot. Love without hypocrisy. Uh, love with with without undue motivation. He, he goes back and forth describing what is good and what is bad. Um, abhor what is evil. Be attached to what is good. What comes forth from genuine love is, is a, lot of, a lot of good things. Here, here we have what Paul says conforming to the world is. Living with evil. Lagging in diligence. Cursing those who persecute, um, being arrogant, conceited, uh, filled with revenge. Uh, these are the things that Paul says is, is conforming to the world. This is what the world expects for us. Um, some, somebody cuts you off in traffic. You know, I, I can't wait for one of the cops to get them. Um, you know, some, somebody takes something for you, treats you badly. Uh, the first thing we think of is, I want somebody to get them. Um, what does Paul say being transformed is? A love without hypocrisy, uh, being devoted, enthusiastically serving God, uh, enduring affliction. How can that be good? Uh, it's tough, uh, but it's, it's a transforming uh, sort of thing. Uh, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the state, pursuing hospitality, blessing those who persecute. He lists them. Uh, through this, you can see the, 
the back and forth. This is what conforming is. This is what transforming is. Um, and Paul's describing uh, what, what, the, what a transforming image is. It's hard. It's not an easy thing. Who do we have to help us? Uh, we've got the Holy Spirit in us. Um, and it's something that is a learning process. Sanctification, although God sees us as holy upon believing, um, it's, a, it's a work in action that being made holy or being, being walking in the image of God is something we need to learn to do uh, and we need to be transformed to do. And the Spirit is there to help us as we do it. Uh, the, the next couple chapters uh, from, from 12 on, we can really say, is applied justification. Uh, this idea of sanctification being made in God's image is justification applied. Uh, we've been justified. Now, what are we going to do with it? Paul's motiv- motiv- motivation, uh, the mercies of God, what he did for us. He says we're to sacrifice ourselves um, and this is the response. Even in tough, terrible times, God is with us, uh, and we can have the assurance that he's with us. Uh, the examples that we have before us uh, are, are something that Paul uh, will pound over and over again over these next couple chapters. Um, but we need to remember that, that this is a reasonable response. Uh, God has done something big for us uh, that the idea of being justified and being made right in the image isn't where it stops. Belief isn't, isn't where we stop uh, and go about living our lives as we, we're, as we did before. Uh, we are to conform ourselves to Christ's image, and Paul will tell us about how to do it. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be consistent in prayer. Next week, Paul continues with this idea of how do we be transformed with God. It's curious that we've got an election coming up. Um, the next couple verses, we're going to be, Paul's going to be telling us who to vote for and who to, who to trust for. You, you've, all, you've always wanted this. Paul's, Paul's going to tell us our response to this election I'm in turmoil. Uh, as, as a stress nurse, somebody that works in the stress lab, uh, I've, I've been joking recently about the different types of stress tests we do. We, we can exercise you if, if you can exercise. Uh, we can, if you're unable to exercise, we, we give you a medicine that sort of gets you past that without exercising. But recently, uh, we've been considering doing another type of a stress test, this, this new political stress test. Let's just hook you up to the monitor, and we're going to talk politics. <laughs> Paul's going to talk politics next week, uh, and we're, we're going we're to see his response, uh, the stress you all have now. It, what are we going to do? How are we going to vote? Is God with us? Uh, Paul's going to tell us about uh, who are we to trust in, and how, is, how are we going to be transformed uh, are we supposed to be anxious and, and, and worried? What are we supposed to do? Next week, we'll learn about politics, and we'll continue with this theme of love and love without hypocrisy. Let's pray.